0: At LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.
1: Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media, so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today, we are going to Atlanta to talk with Kami Wolf-Rice. Kami is a mother, speaker, advocate, change agent, and author. Her latest book, the flight is out now. So my dear Kemi, welcome to the RV.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Lucia. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be on the RV. (laughs) Yes.
1: So Kemi, the RV loves visiting and learning about new places. So what do you like the most about living in Atlanta?
0: Well, it would not be the traffic, (laughs) but I love Atlanta. Um, You know, it's just very eclectic. There's so much diversity here and there's so much to do, right? Um, You know, the aquarium, the zoo, we have a lot of sporting activities. Um, It's really the people, the Southern hospitality, I would have to say is my favorite. I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Indiana, but I've lived in Atlanta for many, many years and consider this absolutely my home.
1: Yes, and I agree with you because I have some dear friends from Atlanta, and I love them. Yes. So, and talking about traveling, I must say that your book cover is truly stunning. The design creates the illusion of being mid-flight with the reader seated on a plane and looking out the window. So, what was the inspiration behind this cover? And how it relates to the book's story?
0: Well, you know, unfortunately, it's it's a tragic a little bit of a story because I, I I lost my son. and it's, you know, for a mother to describe, you have to go outside of this world to be able to describe the story. And so I use the flight as a metaphor is our journey of life. And if you look at the flight as as being your journey, you don't expect people to leave your flight, that sometimes they leave. And then you land at different places in your journey. You land at happiness and success and grief and illness. And you know you have to keep flying and you have to keep that fuel, right? Sometimes you're circling and you're trying to land and you've got an issue and you're trying to land and you're circling. And so I use that analogy to really explain my story. And So yeah, while I'm explaining my story about my son, I think it allows the reader to think about their own journey and their own story.
1: I understand. I'm sorry for your loss. And would you feel comfortable sharing with us the story of your beloved Christopher and his battle with addiction?
0: Yes, thank you for asking. Um, You know, I feel like he sacrificed his life so others can live, honestly. He had a health condition, a health crisis, and he was diagnosed with a colon disease in middle school. And this is a kid that his whole dream was to be a Navy SEAL, super disciplined, super book smart. Um, But his senior year in high school they, had, they said, you know, we're going to have to remove his large intestine. And it was at the exact time that Purdue Pharma released the wonder drug OxyContin. And doctors were told it wasn't addictive. I, of course, didn't even know to ask any questions. And so when he had the intensive surgery, we went home with 90 OxyContin's followed by 90 more. And I was told to give them to him every four hours. So of course my son has a hole in his stomach with a bag and you know it was horrific. And I, I didn't have the resources or to know to ask what questions to even know. And so I gave those pills to him every four hours and he fought addiction for over 15 years, multiple rehabs. Um, but once your brain is hijacked, which is exactly what happens. He finally lost his life at uh, in 2016 at age 32. And so, I've taken my pain and turned it into passion of how I can help other people to understand. And so, what I I picked one of the hardest things actually to do, and that's to develop a position in healthcare because Christopher had multiple times in the hospital. And if you look at our society, Lucia, we, we use coaches for everything. We have sleep coaches and executive coaches and birthing coaches and football and baseball. But when you're in a health crisis, there's no coach. And so I have developed a new position in healthcare called a life care specialist, and it's based on everything Christopher did not have, everything I did not have as a caretaker um, to educate about the dangers of the medication, to explain how fast you need to taper off opioids if you have to be on them.
1: Is it something that is only in Atlanta or it's spread throughout more
0: cities? Great question. So um, we've had a clinical trial because you have to prove the data, right, first, And so we've had a clinical trial at Grady Hospital here in Atlanta. It's one of the largest trauma hospitals in the United States. Um, We've now moved into the sickle cell clinic. We've now just received a million-dollar grant to roll the position out into rural communities. And so while it is here in Georgia, because I have to prove it and I have all the data, uh, the absolute mission and plan is for them to be across the country in every hospital should have life care specialists. There's a similar position that exists in children's hospitals. It's called a child life specialist. But when you're 18 and above in a regular hospital, they don't have this position. So I'm not going to stop until we have it everywhere in every hospital. Um, You know, and there's the mental wellness piece, too. Right. So. This life care specialist is a coach. It's to help you provide a pain management plan for you, explain the medications that you're on. um, Again, talk about how fast you need to taper off and other alternatives of things you can do for pain besides take a pill. And then we also teach mental wellness techniques to deal with anxiety, stress, depression, and PTSD because most people all have those things right now right and especially in the hospital so those are the things that the the care coach basically does at the bedside and so it's it's just been a huge success i know that um i know that christopher's helping me every day with what i do and it's it's taken that pain to purpose you know
1: thank you so much this is this is precious you are going to help many people the opioid epidemic is a devastating issue that affects countless individuals and families across the country. I would like to know what are some common misconceptions surrounded the stigma associated with overdoses?
0: It's a great question. Um, you know, It took me two years to say that Christopher overdosed because of the stigma. And as sad as it sounds, I wanted my son to have a respectable death. And I know how people think when they hear "addict." And so we're changing the vocabulary and it's substance misuse disorder. It's a brain condition when you become addiction, addicted. And just like you would have a heart condition, we must stop the stigma in our country because silence is deadly. And, you know, if my son would have had cancer and I would have talked about it, I could have had a support team and, you know, people would have brought over casseroles and so Mm -hmm. forth. I had no support team because I kept silent and it wasn't his fault. And so there's many misconceptions. Number one, you can become addicted with one prescription and, you know, you just went to the dentist, many dentists, not all dentists, but many dentists are the highest prescribers of opioids. If your child's getting a root canal or wisdom teeth pulled, you don't need 30 Percocet you need Motrin, you need ice, you know, you have to be very careful on the medication that you take that, you know, and especially if you have um, addiction in your family, Um, it's very DNA genetically, you know, um, so nobody wants to be an addict. Nobody signs up to say, I want this problem. And once you have it, it's something you have to address the rest of your life. So um, I think that the key and that's why our swim lane at Christopher Wolf Crusade is prevention. We want to stop it before it ever starts.
1: And can you tell us a little bit about the mission of the Christopher Wolf Crusade and the steps you are taking to prevent future tragedies?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, thank you. No, you know, the reason I wrote The Flight, My Opioid Journey, is because I felt this urgency and this fire inside of me that I have to warn. I have to ring a bell. I have to let as many people know as possible. And so I never had any aspirations to be an author, but I knew that that was the way to get out the the message. And so I've put QR codes in the book. There's a resource library in the back that will constantly be updated. So it'll never go stagnant with resources for people. And I I explained, a lot of different things about my life. Um, I'm very vulnerable and very raw in the book. I talk about the things I wish, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, and the things I was embarrassed that of things I've done myself because I wanted to open the door for other people. to. For- it's about forgiveness. It's about compassion. The book is about so much more than, not to minimize my son's journey, but it's to really help people in their own. But the mission at CWC, Christopher Wolf Crusade, is this life care specialist position. I've also taken the training from that and I have a care coach certification. So I just just trained um, college students on how to be a health advocate for yourself and the dangers. So you have the opioid epidemic and then Lucia, we also have a fentanyl crisis. And so when you look at our society, people have experimented with drugs for hundreds of years. The difference today is they're poisoned. So the street drugs, Adderall, Xanax, um, even marijuana, all these drugs that are coming across our border have been poisoned and people are dying thinking they're taking one thing, a Xanax for anxiety or Adderall to study for a test. And it has a speck. that's literally the size of a salt, up one pebble of a salt, fentanyl and they die. So a big message for your audience here today, if you're listening out there, everyone should carry Narcan. Narcan is a nasal spray. It tells your lungs to breathe. The FDA just approved it to be over-the-counter sales just last week. We have someone dying in our country every 11 minutes with fentanyl. So you, everyone should carry Narcan. And if you don't think it's for your somebody, you know, it might just be for a family member, a neighbor. It could be that you're at a coffee shop. We're training people at coffee shops across the country how to administer Narcan to save a life. So that's, you know, it's, it's just... We really need to wake up and pay attention to, to understand how many people are passing away um, with the opioid epidemic and then now with the fentanyl poisoning. So that is what we do. We, we do prevention, awareness, education um, to sound that alarm, to save lives. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. 18 plus. and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family. Purchasing a copy of the flight directly support the Christopher's Wolf Crusade and their mission to end and prevent future tragedies.
0: Thank you for asking, Lucia. You're such a supporter. I appreciate that. Uh, You know, if you purchase the flight, my opioid journey, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Nobles. Um, You can go to camiwoolfrice.com. And um, all the proceeds, all the profits go to the charity. I'm not taking a dime for myself. It all goes to the charity. And we do a lot with that. We do um, children's programs, educating children. Again, it's to support the life care specialists. We put together patient care packages for hospital patients that are in need. Um, So the money is very well spent. It all goes towards prevention, education and advocacy and I'm getting ready to do the audiobook version. I'm going to read it, but it, there's a hard copy, there's a soft copy, and then there's a Kindle version on, on Amazon. Nice. So I get, I can't, I can't stress enough the importance of, you know, and a lot of people don't like to read these days. So that's why I have, after every chapter, there's a QR code you can scan with your phone and a video comes up and I'm talking. So, you know, it's at, and there's 18 chapters. So there's 18 videos plus the resource library. Um, So there is a lot of education and advocacy. And then it's my personal story. Um, My favorite chapter is I had Christopher enter the book through a portal and speak to me um, because I can tell you your spirit definitely lives on because he gives me signs every day. And so it's, it's an emotional story for sure. But I really, like I said at the beginning of our interview, I believe my son sacrificed his life so others could live because I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing had I not gone through the experience that I went through that I would not want anyone else to have to endure.
1: Yes. And how has writing about your personal journey helped you cope with the loss of Christopher?
0: Um. Honestly, it was the hardest thing I've ever done besides burying my child. Uh, it was grueling because it brought up, you know, when you have a sick child, you your focus is on him. And so writing the book, he has already passed. So it brought up a lot of pain that I don't think I had dealt with that I was going through when he was sick, all those years and going through the, you know, all the treatment centers that I went through with him. And so it was, but on the other side of it, now that the book is finished, it was very therapeutic for me to do. Um, and I, I really had to push myself to be raw and to be authentic. And it wasn't about looking good. I, you know, I, there's things in there that, know i wish i could have done better and you know but it was also about forgiving myself that you know as a mother you think Mm -hmm. you can save and protect your child through anything and i tried and tried everything and i and i lost him and so um yeah it's it was really therapeutic i'm so glad that i did the book um now it's just out there promoting it which you know, is, you know, you're constantly trying to push, you know, yourself, which I'm not used to doing. Um, It is not the most comfortable seat, but I know that even all your listeners here, if I, if I save one life today of one of your listeners, you know, somebody that reaches out and gets help. And if you have someone, you know, one out of three families in the United States suffer with addiction to something. And so that's a lot. And so, If we break the stigma and you connect, just know that your loved one is in there. If they're dealing with addiction, they're still in there. Please don't give up on them. Have faith. Yes, you have to have boundaries, but you need to stay connected to that loved one. It's about staying connected. The suicide hotline in the United States is up 800%. We're seeing a lot of people take their lives So we have to come together as a community, as a family and support each other and love each other and be there for each other. And sometimes, you know, we're all dealing with anxiety and you know what? Sometimes you just need somebody to sit in the mud with you and just be present in the mud, not fix it. Don't clean me off. Just hear me out. Let me vent. Just be there for me. Right. And I think in today's Society, we're just dealing with a lot of stresses, a lot of anxieties, a lot of worries, and you just got to, it's about people being spiritually connected to someone else. That's to me is the key and love, 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 love. I'm so emotional. No. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's okay. You don't have to apologize. See, it's okay. Sorry. It's when it's I was okay. preparing, I will remove this. But when I was preparing, you don't need to remove it. Let people see. It's okay that it's okay not to be okay sometimes, right? Okay. I mean, I think that's the thing. So you think, oh, I got to remove? No, you don't, dear. You don't. It's about connecting with people. It's about love. Those are beautiful tears. I wish I could hug you right now.
1: Me too. Thank you. Thank you for what you are doing, Kemi. And I would like to know where can our listeners find you and, of course, your books?
0: So we have a lot of resources on our website. Our website is C, as in Christopher, Wolf, CWC dot n g o um that's our website again we have a lot of resources there um then i have my author website which is cami c-a-m-m-i-e-w-o-l-f-r-i-c-e.com cammywolfrice.com Uh, And then again, we're on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and, you know, bless you so much what you're doing to spread the word out there of people's missions is so important. It's so important. And I am so appreciative that you gave me this platform. If anytime I can get a microphone, I'm speaking, I'm speaking at schools, I'm doing podcasts, I'm doing TV interviews. However, I can open my mouth. I'm going to, I'm going to open my mouth. It's this fire inside me, right? I just, I just feel like I've got to get this message to other people. I don't want anyone to go through what I've gone through because there's no word in the dictionary for when a parent loses a child. No. It's out of unnatural order, you know? And so I don't want anyone else to have that loss, but my baby's with me every day. He, he is with me every day. And that's what keeps me going on. And it's people like you that give me this platform to share that I'm so thankful for. I cannot thank you enough, Lucia, for having me here today.
1: I thank you for being here, also for this work, and I'm sure Christopher is always with you. I I have no doubt that he's proud of what you're doing, and you will be featured in our magazine in May. We have a special issue this that is for Mother's Day. I will be so happy to have you in the magazine i i think it was meant to be you come here
0: today and
1: oh. yes for this interview so you are always welcome to the rv and kemi thank you very much thank you thank you thank you a thousand of times
0: <laughs> I have so enjoyed our journey on this RV. I think it's so creative what you've done. It's amazing. And uh, you know, you're spreading the news. And I love it. I love it. It's so creative. So thank you. And you know, I, I'm honored to be in your magazine. And you're right. There are, there are there's God winks, you know, you get signs and for Mother's Day, what an honor for me. Cause that is a Hard day for me, um, but uh, because I miss my baby every single second. But the fact that you're doing that, that's, you know, what we've just done today, I promise you somebody out there listening, we've saved a life today and maybe more than one. So bless, 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 bless.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.